the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Information is calming when it comes to the stock market, when it comes to global movements, when it comes to big picture items. Information is very, very calming. I have an event coming up to talk particularly that in Berkeley, California, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning. Um, plus, we're going to talk global markets. Uh, we're going to talk other things that are going on. We're going to talk Social Security. We're going to talk uh, retirement products that are good, retirement products that are bad. We're going to talk active portfolio management versus passive portfolio management. Sometimes one beats the other. And what's interesting, there's always fans. So we're going to talk information that you need to know so that you can remain calm. Wasn't that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy thing? I think it might have been not 100% positive. I'm years away from that, but remain calm. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to teach us how to not panic. Don't panic. Mr. Burton, how are you? I'm well. How about you? Good. It was don't panic, not remain calm, but same thing, right? Yeah, pretty close, I guess. You come out of uh, the elections, and there's a lot of stuff that you can react to is what I'm trying to get at. So one of the bullet points you're going to be talking about at the event is good and bad retirement products. I need to know this. This is important to me. Um, and even if I'm 10, 15, 20 years away from retirement, I still want to get it in my ear to start you know, practicing it and thinking it and making it the, kind of the norm and the standard. And maybe I can give the advice to other family members or other loved ones who might be closer to retirement than me. When it comes to investing, doesn't product mean commission more often than not? And Aren't commissions typically considered bad? Well, yeah, I mean, people, you know, we need insurance agents out there badly because there's a lot of people that are underinsured, so we need life insurance agents. We need homeowners and auto agents. We need all those people, but I don't think those people should be the same ones that are advising you on what to do with your retirement assets because, you know, if they, they're trying to sell somebody an annuity with their, you know, $400,000 401k rollover, they're going to make 5 to 7% commission on that, so their pitch is going to be really, really good instead of creating a financial plan and 
you know, it's often two, three, four meetings before we even open accounts as we're going through a financial planning process. Whereas an insurance person that's selling a retirement product, they're going to close and get that paperwork done day one um, because it's right for everybody. So you, you, usually if a commission's involved, it's it's not a good thing, Rob. Um, but even when it you comes know, to... Oh, go ahead. It's interesting. You just brought up that we all have insurance agents. We need insurance agents. And I don't think I have any one quote-unquote agent. I use companies like USAA, companies like Geico. It seems, well, I guess I do have some life insurance, some term life insurance through quote-unquote an agent. And I guess healthcare, the company has it through quote-unquote an agent. But I don't feel like I have agents pushing anything on me, if that makes any sense. Well, I think that's the way people are these days. I mean, you're shopping around for different things. For example, I mean, USAA is really, really great for basic auto and home and some initial umbrella insurance, but when it comes to, like, identity theft coverage, they don't have anything. Mm -hmm. When it comes to uh, boat insurance, they kind of sub that out. Um, Right. But you're shopping online, and then, you know, there's other insurance agents that use for buy-sell agreements for business and things like that. So um, you kind of have to build a team. Uh, And you get really two ends of the spectrum, Rob. You get the, 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 you know, sell everything and make commissions, and then you get... Some firms that you see on TV that are saying, I'd die and go to hell before I ever do an annuity, which is completely ignorant in my opinion. And yet you could also say that most annuities are oversold. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, 98% so of them are it, horrible. So that's kind of like, it's almost like you're giving different information, but you're not. It's, you know. have to listen <laughs> to what's actually inside. Uh, so come listen to what Chad has to say uh, this February 9th in Berkeley, California, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. It is a lunch event. It is from 11 to 1. It is $25. There's a free entry code, retire123. Chad will be running most of this. It's a great event, good event. It's a lunchtime event in Berkeley. We don't do a lot of those. People can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. And there's also some more information about a seminar coming up that people can see and tease there in Los Gatos. But right now we're focusing on the one coming up in Berkeley, California. Um, let's talk a little reverse mortgage. Um, that, that continues to pop up on occasion in my world where people are very much so house rich, cash poor. And yep. for instance, I saw a brother and sister who both own a home, own nothing else. They own their own homes, own nothing else. So I'm guessing they probably at least have a million if you're owning two homes in the Bay Area, maybe a little bit more in, in equity. It sounds like they were owned outright. Reverse mortgage, good idea, bad idea. Sell one house, move to Phoenix. Sell both houses, move to like. What would you? What was your gut reaction when you heard me say that? Uh, well, first of all, you have to be over 62. Or now, I think there's a, um, some regulation that says if, if at least the older person in a married couple is 62, then you can look at a reverse mortgage. But I kind of look at it as uh, a lot of times as um, uh, mostly a temporary issue. So. If you have a person that is going to retire and they're trying to hold off on taking Social Security until 70 or their pension until 65 or later, um, or there's some other reason that, okay, I, I want to stay in this home that I'm in right now, but I, I don't want to be making these mortgage payments for the next five years because I'm going to move or I need to go into eventually assisted living or something like that. I've got a ton of equity, but I don't really have a place to draw a big lump sum that I need. It's a good interim product. It's horrible if you're going to try to just leave the money to your kids, but if you haven't saved enough and you don't want to move out of your house yet, it's, it's, a, it's a decent choice. I mean, they're much better than they were when I got into the business. Reverse mortgages were horribly expensive. 
Um, and and now they're much more regulated. You can't get way too much out of the house, but sometimes I, I, I'm afraid that people do use it almost like winning the lottery. They're, it's supposed to save them from something, and then they take the equity out and they spend willy-nilly again. I can't believe I used the phrase willy-nilly, but <laughs> that's what they do. So people so have to be silly. careful with it. So silly bazilly. Um, are you doing your show live today from 2 to 3? Yeah. So people can hear you Mondays and Tuesdays here on KDO Deputy AM 1220 from 2 to 3. There's a great podcast out there. People can get at your webcast as, uh, web page as well, newfocusfinancial.com. Now, let's talk IRA money that's used for alternative bond. Is that like an alternative fact as far as retirement products go? <laughs> yeah. Before we move on from the good and bad retirement products, I do want to point out that okay. things like gold IRAs, ridiculous. Big mistake. Yeah, I've heard a couple of those. We have uh, another approach. First, it was when people were pulling money out of their homes to invest back in, you know, prior to 2007. Um, insurance agents were trying to get people to use that money in index life insurance policies. Now there's seminars going around pe- trying to get people to pull money out of their 401ks and invest it in life insurance. Those people are scumbags. Um, so, so watch out for that whole deal. Um, but there are, I mean, there's different levels of retirement products. One of the ones that the government initiated is a qualified lifetime annuity contract what? that you can put in 401ks, which sounds weird that the government did that. But what they are is that you can give a lump sum of money um, inside a 401k or IRA, and it's meant to not pay you anything until you're much older in life. Um, and then the returns are great if you're going to live past 100 and you don't care what happens to your money when you pass away. So even though that product's pretty bad for most of the population if you're single and you're worried about outliving your money it's actually a decent product because it doesn't you don't have to have required minimum distributions and things like that um it's, so kind of like got to catch off there more content today two to three you can hear chad burton on am 1220 from two to three as well as stream it live at kdow.biz see him live at the retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar in berkeley california february 9th from 11 to 1, free entry for the lunch event, which costs $25. It's Retire123. It's Retire123. It's coming up quickly. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. I was clean, Patra. I was young and an actress. When you knelt by my mattress and asked for my hand. But I was sad, you asked it. As I laid in a black dress With my father in a casket I had no plans Call Rob Black now 800-516-1220 That's 800-516-1220 Now, back to Rob Black and your money On AM 1220 KDOW I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I want to thank you for listening. Super appreciate it. I'm not going to do a lot of Trump conversations on the show, because I kind of think you need an area that's Trump-free. On occasion, I have to. Um, the immigration order that was put in place is propelling two divergent parts of historical political coalition towards a collision. Um, you know... 
Trump clearly has got a base amongst white working class voters who view inadequate border security as a source of terror threats and economic pressures. But it's also going to rattle, you know, globally minded business communities that have been counting on the new president to cut taxes and regulations. These two are kind of going head to head each other at this point in time, and they're going to collide. So Google and Facebook, members of Silicon Valley's elite uh, that never backed Trump, they have voiced their displeasure. But at the same time, you're hearing some CEOs say, I can't talk out against Trump because I don't want him to take his venom. So to get these tax cuts, there's a collision course going on. And I'm going to try not to do it. Um, as often as I can, I'm going to try not to. Just throwing that out there, unless you want me to. So the immigration ban is is the topic du jour. Um, later today, the announcement of a Supreme Court nominee might become the topic du jour. And didn't we just have a topic du jour the day before, the day before? Anyway, uh, one of the ramifications of the immigration ban last night was you saw a lot of taxi cars over the weekend, you saw a lot of cab drivers and Uber drivers basically run to the airport to protest. So, of course, there's a story out there today that says a lot of users are deleting their Uber accounts. They'll do that till they need it again. Uh, I don't see a lot of people putting their money where their mouth is over the long term. Um, so other topics of note out there, Volkswagen passed Toyota as the world's largest automaker, despite the scandal. I'm a little surprised by that. You know, you invest in brands, like the Disney brand. They make their employees, you know, hide tattoos and things like that. Um, no big body piercings. They protect their brand because their brand is kid-friendly or something like that. Um, Apple's got a brand that, honestly, when you have a Google Pixel notebook next to an Apple iPad, you're like, yeah, Apple's a little bit nicer. I'd rather have that one. And if you're told all the components in the uh, Google Pixel are better, you'd still have the Apple. So Volkswagen, their brand gets destroyed over the emissions. And it comes back to like the brands like Ford back in the 70s and 80s when the Japanese car makers were beating the snot out of American automakers in quality and durability and reliability. And you heard you know people say, Ford, ah, oh, it's found on road dead. Uh, so the Japanese makers were going to be like kings forever because Toyota, they've got, you know, centralized parts. They've, you know, uh, they're well-built machines. I've got my truck that's lasted 250,000 miles. You, you heard people say things like that. Oh, it's still going. I wouldn't sell it if I had to. Um, but Volkswagen has soared past Toyota as the world's largest automaker for 2016, ultimately because they got into China. Now, you could talk about like the product, you could talk a lot about the design, but it's because they got into China. Um, they've agreed to pay some $22 billion in settlements to the United States, and they had the best year of their life because they got into China. Um, it's clearly the largest seller of vehicles out there right now. So Volkswagen sold 3.98 million vehicles into China in 2016, up 12.2%. So China could surpass Europe as VW's largest market. Um, that's pretty crazy considering they had their emission scandal. Anyway, uh, January is still amongst us, and it's known as the month of divorce. 
And you hear that, and it's like, oof. Uh, do we just really go through the holiday season, and people are going, I want a divorce? Kind of, yes. And the best piece of advice I always try to give people is to calm down. Remember, you once loved this person. Try to remind them that. Document everything that you can. Um, so that if, you know, settlements have to happen, you can say, well, you took $10,000 out of the bank account after we announced our divorce, and I didn't. So therefore, uh, you only get five, I get five, and you've already taken your five. So you owe me five. So you document everything, every financial statement you can, from both joint and individual accounts. Um, that's going to be a big deal, especially if someone starts making large purchases. So I would consult with a divorce attorney. I would consult with a divorce mediator. And if you could possibly use a mediator, it's going to save you a lot of money and save your spouse a lot of money, potentially. Not always, but potentially. Um, the trickier your divorce, clearly the mediator starts becoming less uh, viable. If there's two kids from two different marriages, if there's an adopted kid, they're like suddenly it becomes very, very tricky. You want to open your own personal credit card. And you want to be careful how you handle your old credit cards. Um, in large part, you get that kind of urge of splurge. So try not to do it. And keep an eye on your credit score just in case, you know, you're not splurging. But your ex-sugar booger is splurging. And uh, try not to, you know, do what you can not to play into emotions if that's at all possible. So, <clears throat> taking a look at the markets, and I think it's fair to say we've had a very good start of the month. Now, how long does that last? How long does the honeymoon with the president that he's going to help corporate profits last? I think they kind of get tied hand in hand. We had a record-setting week last week, but it, uh, Friday, you couldn't tell. President Trump and his executive order temporarily suspending the U.S. refugee program for four months and banning nationals from seven countries, in particular Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen for the next three months has garnered most of the you know, attention and some of the weakness in foreign markets. Keep in mind that President Obama started the temporary suspending refugee program from Iraq. Now, he didn't have as many countries, and there probably wasn't as much hip because uh, uh, skepticism tied towards the countries that were not put on the list due to business relationships that Trump might have. But this isn't crazy, 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 crazy. Um, it's out there. So we do have earnings this week. We get earnings from Apple, from Amazon. We get the employment situation report for January. We get the Bank of Japan and Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve could become an enemy of the president, raising interest rates, slowing the economy, raising borrowing costs. Lots going on. Stay with us. It's going to be a fun ride. You can learn more about an event coming up in the Berkeley area, February 9th, from 11 to 1. Free entry is retire123. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
La Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, invested in more. There's some good news going on out there. Tesla has put together basically 400 refrigerator-sized stacks of Tesla batteries encased in white metal. They've hastily erected this formation, trying to suck up electricity from the grid during the day and feed it back in the system at night. Installation is capable of powering up to 15,000 homes over four hours. It's part of an emergency response to energy shortages. Uh, do you remember the rolling blackouts in California? I do. Uh, that was back in 2000, it felt like, maybe 2001, 2002. And uh, we had rolling blackouts and businesses were like shut down for a couple hours during the day as demand was spiking and we just couldn't keep up with it. Tesla has developed or won contracts for similar installations elsewhere in California. And uh, you're going to see that help them push, quote-unquote, their power pack. Uh, so they've got some tricks up their sleeves. California's on track to have an overabundance of energy during the day when many solar powers are producing energy. But that supply drops at night and firing up the gas uh, reactors, it's, uh, you know, you got an aging factory set there. So I like stories like Tesla. So they give me a little bit of hope. Uh, not a lot, but a little bit. So the personal income and spending report for December, uh, it came out. And, uh, you know, a housing number came out. So there's some data out there that's not Trump-oriented. Pending home sales bounced back 1.6% in December. Buyers returned to the market for existing homes, despite a sharp rise in mortgage rates that happened over the election. So... Pending sales rebounded as enough buyers, you know, fended off rising mortgage rates and alarmingly low inventory to sign a contract. So mortgage rates rose more than half a percentage point following the election, sitting at their most recent highs during much of December. And they've retrenched slightly over the new year. So, but rates were rising again last weekend. And uh, personal income I saw rose about three tenths of a percent in December versus four tenths of a percent expected. Let's talk a little more real estate and mortgages with Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's done numerous loans for me, numerous refis. He's part of my team of people that I can go to to get financial solutions done for you, the individual. Let's talk a little arms today. Adjustable rate mortgages. Oh, boy, did I have a good run with adjustable rate mortgages in the 90s where... I think I got like a 9% adjustable rate mortgage that became an 8%, which became a 7%, which yep. became... They work great when their rates are going down. And so my <laughs> monthly payment went from like $1,000 to $900 yeah. to $800. Like I was like, woo go, 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 go. But that's when they're on the way down. And we're already at really, really low rates. Right. And so what that means is that most people that are hearing this that have an arm are... If they are in their adjusting period, uh, their ra- their rates are going down. I I think the li- one year LIBOR is below one percent, and it's been below one percent for a long period of time, which means that your margin, which is probably two and a quarter, uh, your rate is you know below what you can get on a thirty year fixed. So you're sitting at super low rates, even below what everybody else is getting. It's great. 
And kind of what's interesting to note about what you're saying there is, remember the whole LIBOR scandal where it's rigged? Yep. I don't know if that ever really made it to the attention or to the, the pocketbook of the average consumer using some sort of adjustable rate mortgage side towards LIBOR. But they know in their head that adjustable rate mortgages have some risk to them, more so than 30-year or 15-year. Yeah, I think if anybody ever wants to get an arm, they want to check the history of okay. that index. And there's several different indexes that, that uh, a lender can offer on. Usually something like a portfolio lender can use something off the wall, but the majority of like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, they're going to use the one-year LIBOR, which means that let's say you get a five-year arm, which it's 30-year amortization. It's a term of 30 years. After five years, uh, it becomes adjustable. Right. And it's going to adjust to that index plus your margin. And, um, you know, for a lot of people, it can make sense, Rob. Sure. Um, and you might hear me say that arms are great for uh, some people and not for others. That's because the people, most of the people back in 2007 were getting arms. The usage of arms has dropped considerably. It was as high as 60% here in the Bay Area. And that's dropped considerably down to below 20% now. That's interesting. Um, but a lot of people that have to buy, that are buying these million dollar plus properties, it makes more sense to them to get an arm. There's almost a 1.5% difference between a 30-year fixed jumbo and a 5-year arm. Right. And on a $800,000 mortgage, you're looking at over $1,000 a month difference just by getting one. So you just add, it just adds up. So in five years, you're saving $60,000. So wh- where does that not make sense? And then you just refinance into another arm. So there are people that are habitual arm users. Right. And then there's people who use arms that just don't know what they're doing. And yeah. those are the people who should really be careful. And what's interesting about that is, uh, in my opinion, that adjustable rate mortgages have their place. Like, in the final 10 years of my career, an adjustable rate mortgage makes sense because I don't plan, the day I retire is the day I plan on moving. Maybe not out of state, but definitely out of the home, per se. Um, so as I get older, adjustable rate mortgages make a little bit more sense for the temporariness of where I'm living. When you're younger, adjustable rate mortgages make a lot of sense for the temporariness of where you possibly could be living uh, due to and, and that's the that's something that everybody should consider if they're short-term or they know the term in which they're going to stay in their house. And they can use a mortgage, like an, an ARM mortgage, to fit their schedule. Uh, another thing about an ARM, too, is that uh, people who get uh, periodic incomes okay. like using ARMs. Why? Yeah. Because they... Let's say you get a large bonus one year, and the next year you don't, and the next year you do. As you make principal payments on an arm, especially when it starts adjusting, you, your next payment will decrease based on the principal balance as opposed to a 30-year fixed where it never changes through the life of the loan, no matter how much you pay off. So there are some advantages for people that have those types of income scenarios. Sounds good. Anything else that we need to know about arms while discussing this with you? Be very careful. Um, understand the terms. It, look for prepays. The lenders can make a lot of money on you if they're adding prepays. Um, but they're far and few in between nowadays. But be very careful. That's all I can say. Thanks very much. You can find Tony Mendez, com. That's com. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can always find me online at robblack.com. So the first week of the Trump administration spells trouble for the auto industry. In one single week, President Trump's assertion of his more protectionist America first trade policies has some pretty massive implications, including the fact that as many automakers could say, oh, we're bringing some jobs back, we're bringing some jobs back, the majority of the jobs are tied towards globalization, and they're built around the notion of free trade. Car makers 
overseas. Um, you know, they build the cars overseas and they sell in multiple countries, including the United States. They also build cars in the United States to sell in other countries. And that holds true to the thousands of parts needed um, to make a single car. So this will be bad. And the auto industry is important. It's not as important as it used to be. But when you think of an auto dealership, think of the finance manager, minister, uh, the finance manager, the sales manager, the secretaries, the you know the presidents, the credit guy who comes in, the guy who sells you the paint comes in. Uh, they all have jobs that pay bills. So anyhow, and again, like Volkswagen earlier today, when I told you that you know they're the number one car maker in the world, all tied towards China, tells you like, don't start a trade war with China. So Mexico is important to avoid a trade war with because hundreds of billions of dollars of commerce is done both ways. Uh, stuff that you're exporting and stuff that you're importing. Stuff that you're importing, in theory, you're getting for a cheaper price than you can make here. Stuff that you're exporting, you're sending services to foreign markets. Um, that's business. So we'll see. I'm getting a little nervous. Consumer spending is up. Things are happening too fast. And I heard, um, what is his name, Mark Cuban... I think he did a really, really nice job talking about, you know, some of the things that Trump has proposed he likes. He says, hey, I voted for Hillary, but Trump's the president of the United States, and I live in the United States, so there's some things that I want him to do that will succeed, and there's some things he said, I just wish he'd slow down. It, it feels rushed. It feels crammed. I'm like, okay, kind of with you. Consumer spending rose. I, I do like the, the way Cuban handles fights and bullies back during the... Um, election time, uh, when they're running primary still, he got into a pretty public tweet fight with some of Trump's advisors, and it, it got nasty on tweets. So, so that's out there. Don't forget, I got a big event coming up in Berkeley. It's a retirement and income and wealth strategies planning event. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. It's $25 to get in, but if you use the code RETIRE123, it's for radio listeners only, RETIRE123. Um, you can get in for free, and that's coming up next week. So other stories of note out there. Um, like Mark Cuban said, tweeting is not leading. So Starbucks said they'll hire 10,000 refugees starting in the United States. Starbucks is a company that has a lot to lose. Uh, they're an international company. Think McDonald's, think Burger King, think Pizza Hut, think KFC. Um, think Apple, any company that has big exposure, if we're going to say we're going to, you know, tax your stuff, they're going to say we're not going to get a Starbucks. So Starbucks says they'll hire 10,000 refugees starting in the United States. It's a little bit of a PR campaign to battle back the image that's being tainted at this point in time. It's a good PR campaign, but it is a PR campaign. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Don't forget to sign up for that event coming up in February, February 9th in Berkeley. Sign up at robblackshow.com. It's easy to get complacent about retirement planning when the stock market is soaring to record highs. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. To win the race, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational lunch event in Berkeley on February 9th. We'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. 
You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, February 9th, 11 a.m. lunch at the Berkeley Marina Doubletree. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RETIRE123. Hope to see you Thursday, February 9th. Once again, sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Free for KDOW listeners using promo code RETIRE123. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I've been talking with the people at KDOW, my business station, and they've said, hey, Rob, can you start doing some FaceTime events? that are going to be exclusive on KDOW's website, uh, Facebook page. And I said, sure. So that's going to be coming up soon. And maybe I'll give stock ideas, not stock tips, but stock ideas and tell you why. Uh, Maybe I'll give you some content that I can't quite squeeze into the show, which is typically I've got about 17 to 18 really big stories, and I'm able to get to about four to five of them. Um, And I'd like to do more. So ideas like that help if you want to, you know, interact with me. Um, so KDOW uh, AM 1220 has its own site on Facebook, as does I, as do I, at Rob Black, uh, Cron4 Rob Black, Cron4 Rob Black, you'll find me. got an old photo of myself, and uh, it's pretty easy to see. For instance, if I were to do content today, it would probably be be tied towards what should we expect from Apple's numbers tomorrow, the report after the market closes. I own shares of Apple, and we all know the story. Phone, 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 phone. But then we get into, well, they got into China, and that really kind of gave their stock some rocket fuel, and then China kind of cut back and kind of started pointing some fingers at them. A big thing for 2017 is going to be the Apple services, their businesses that are services. Um, whether you're playing Pokemon Go or uh, you're playing a Mario exclusive, some of that money that you're giving for those make-believe coins are going to Apple. Same thing with music. Same thing with their warranties that they sell. Um, the iPhone sales have come under pressure as the hardware side has to eventually slow down with the technology law of smaller, cheaper, faster. It happened with a desktop computer. When you first got your first desktop, it was probably $4,000. And then it was down to $2,500. Then down to $2,000, $1,500, down to $1,000, down to $500, down to $400, down to $300. So on the conference call, you're going to hear a lot of questions about hardware pricing, but you're also going to hear um, questions like, why did Apple invest a billion dollars in the SoftBank Vision Fund? We want more information. 
you're going to hear about Apple investing in a partnership with the world's largest wind power turbine in China. How did Apple Watch do over the holiday quarter? The Fitbit did horrific. Is there a comparison? Is there a, a reason? Are they, is the category dying? How is China doing for demand on the phone? We know that it slumped last year. Is it back? Is it biggie, 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 back? Um, India, its next big growth market. Estimates show that they only sold about 2.5 million phones in the entire country last year. But they've been striking deals with the government for special treatment. Uh, we're going to hear questions on the conference call about Qualcomm. Apple, uh, there's a big lawsuit tied towards uh, Qualcomm in the United States and in, I think, China. Uh, it might be Japan, but I think it's China. Um, so I want to hear more about that. What's it mean? Why does it mean? What are the ramifications? Um, do you have a backup plan B? Because Qualcomm does supply a lot of chips into the industry. Apple's next iPhone. When is it going to launch? What do we know? It's got a lot of hype. Um, will people trade in their phone for a new phone? Uh, you know, I found myself, you know, backing up my iPhone more and more recently because it's starting to get older. But as I do, I'm also emptying up a lot of storage and like, well, I can keep it longer. So is Apple planning to move its workforce into its new $5 billion campus this quarter? Uh, there'll be a lot of questions about Donald Trump and immigration. Um, does Apple expect a tax cut on overseas cash? There'll be questions like that. So it'll be a good conference call. If you've never heard a conference call, I highly, highly recommend it. You'll learn a lot. The more you learn, the more you're, you can just stay calm and relax, in my opinion. So Donald Trump claims that Lockheed Martin cut $600 million off the cost of F-35 Joint Strike Fighter. If this is true, and again, you have to take a lot of things as grain of salt until you see a lot more detail sometimes, then you have to say congratulations. You know, if he did criticize Lockheed and Boeing for the cost of government contracts, and some of the contracts were cut $600 million off the cost of F-35 fighter planes, um, the next 90 planes, the per unit cost will be about $100 million, uh, which the company pledges to break down. If it did, maybe there is something to the art of the deal. That's what we're all hoping for. You're hoping that your president is able to lead your country. So Fitbit, back to Fitbit, they're a Bay Area company. They are going to announce that they sold 6.5 million devices over the holiday period. But what's interesting is they lowered their guidance in December, and then they came out with quarterly results in January, and it was even lower. So they, they've got a problem. They have something that takes your heartbeat. And I don't care about that. I used to. I tried it. I liked it. And then found, like, I do I really need a seventh cord in the kitchen to charge my seven devices? And I decided no. And do I really think the watch is that stylish? No. So, and if I go to the gym for 45 minutes or an hour, is that enough? Probably at my age, good enough. I'm not training for the Olympics. If I am, it's the Olympics of sitting on the couch and throwing corn chips in my mouth. I could do that all day. Oh, Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Competitive couch eating. Um, so, as Fitbit's struggling to grow, they said we're going to cut 6% of our global workforce. Now, that's 110 employees, and a lot of them are in the Bay Area in my hometown. Um, so I look at that, I'm like, ooh, maybe some houses will come up for sale. Maybe that's good. Maybe it's bad. You know, maybe some of those taxes that we're paying 
go bye-bye. Maybe we have to, I don't know. There's a lot to think about there. So Fitbit shares were down 75% in 2016, and they're not starting 2017 any better. Got a big event coming up in Berkeley in the marina. You can sign up for it at Rob Black's show. It's February 9th from 11 to 1. Free entry code is retire123. It's a $25 lunch. Otherwise, learn more at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.